the bonus show we're going to continue on with our memories and music format and matt is with me as always matt how are you i'm all right thank you patch yeah enjoying the uh, the nice uh, sunny weather that we've got so yeah all good awesome isn't it it's um it's nice to have a bit of that back i've blown up the paddling pool um yeah. right so let's get on to today's episode matt but but before we do actually i've got a, i've got a correction to read out someone uh Ooh. By the name of Steve Coates, listened along to our Birmingham episode with Rob, yep. and um, had some corrections. So, all right, we, okay. we we didn't overtake Birmingham by beating them. They were mid-table on a bad run, hence the low home crowd. We in fact overtook Notts County to take top spot. You happy with that, Matt? Well, that's yeah. I, to, to be fair, it was Rob that said that one. So, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I, I don't know the games we're looking at, so it was pure memory for me, but Rob was talking like a man who knew his stuff, and yeah. clearly he's uh, he's let himself down there, he's let us down, and he's, he's let Steve down. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it goes on. Um, Sheffield United were promoted to the top flight that season, so Patch, you wouldn't have been mascot. That would have been the previous season on the final day when they went up at Ashton Gate. So, uh, again... Thank you very much, uh, Steve, for correcting me on that. And some interesting information. Robbie Turner's sweatband from that actual game is in my loft. Not my loft, Steve's loft. Ah. It, had, it had Bristol City written around the white band and it had two red circles either side. We made our way to the front specifically to get the wet bands as Turner always threw them into the crowd um, after an away win or after a win. Um, do you remember that, Matt? I don't. I, I mean, I remember the sweatbands. I don't remember him um, actually chucking him into the crowd. But uh, nice, Richard. yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, he, he doesn't mention anything about his his massive thighs, does he? Robbie Turner is not Steve's size. No, it doesn't. Um, but oh, I actually right, okay. did find the footage. You know, because the whole game is on YouTube. Oh um, right, yeah, yeah. Did you of, watch it? Yeah, of Robbie Turner throwing the sweatbands in, and you <laughs> can just see him running back up the stairs oh, brilliant. Um, so i'll put that on later all right um another thing police helicopter before the game first i'd ever seen of one at a football match <laughs> Pro- probably was for me i mean i, I, I think i said the other the, the other day that um it was at that stage the most frightened i'd ever been at a, a football game um so yeah it probably was for me as well yeah uh, bought a frozen burger before the game and still ate it it came back up on the way home so uh-huh. hope, hope nice. no one's having their tea at the moment. Yeah, uh, beaten by police truncheon for having the audacity to celebrate the second and third. <laughs> yeah, that, again, that doesn't surprise me. And, and obviously, we've got a bit of a a history with the Midlands police, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come on to the supporters in a minute. Uh, chaos on the heath outside afterwards. Bricks, bottles, and beating everywhere. Never seen so many dogs. What a fantastic away day. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, tr- truly joyous. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's let's bring our guest in at this point and find out if he was at that game. Uh, Birmingham away four nil, um, and that is Stu Rogers. Stu, how are you? Hey, Patch, I'm all good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, were you at that game? Probably. Actually, I was. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I remember those days. Um, scary stuff, actually. I mean, you know, I think I was in my early twenties and. I think that was the day, I think my dad drove up and I think they were throwing stuff at our car. Yeah, it was yeah, that. Yeah, I've never yeah. had a great experience in Birmingham. No. Okay. Well, um, yeah, it's, uh, as you say, it's um, it's got a lot better than than, than those days. Um, when was that one, Matt? I forgot the... Um... Uh, was it 89? Yeah. 
1990. that season, wasn't it? 1890, yeah. Yeah, January the 13th. 13th of January, January 1990, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Stu, thanks so much for coming on. So, so for those who don't know, Stu heads up the uh, Bristol City Supporters Club and Trust. Uh, How's it all going with that, Stu? Yeah, good. It's really busy. Um, I have to say, in all the years... So, we launched the Trust back in 2005, and it's been a bit of an uphill battle in some respects with some of the things we've done, but... You know, I've got to say, latterly, in the last 12 to 18 months, it's been really good. A lot of good engagement with the football club at all levels, different people. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, and there's a real sort of a new sort of effort around the place, which is great. I have to say, Stu, um, a large part of that, though, is down to you and, and the team. You do some amazing work, mate, and I've been privileged to see that at first hand with the, the Ashton Gate 8 um, and then on attending some of the supporters meetings um, and I'd encourage any supporter it's you know it's an open invite you put it out on Twitter um, it's a, a, a really informative and in, enjoyable meeting unfortunately I've been away working for the last um, two but it's certainly something I'll be continuing to uh, look to attend so yeah congratulations mate for all your hard work thank you yeah we're all volunteers and you know as I said it's there's some really interesting topics at the minute and people are absolutely welcome to come along and join in yeah, Thank you. very well said, Matt. Very well said. Right, let's come on to your choice, um, Stu. For those who hadn't listened to the previous three episodes, we basically you pick a game, um, we go through the game as best we can, um, and then we look at the top ten from that weekend. So let's talk about the game first. So it's Saturday, the first of December, two thousand and seven, a five twenty kickoff because it was on Sky, and it was a two one away win at Watford. So Stu, first of all, why that game? Well, first of all, I can't go back as far as Jerry. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I think you chose a game during the post-war, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> so, and my recall's not great. I can hardly remember what I did yesterday. So I had to pick one that was that was truly memorable, but also one that was in a slightly different era to ones you've had already. And the reason I remember this one, A, because what a season it was, um, and there were so many, I could have picked two or three games, particularly away games that season. But also it was when my son was just starting to get, he'd been going, bless him, to football. And I've been apologising ever since, um, since, he, since, since he was four. But he got to the heady sort of age of 10 and we started to get him along to some away games. So we drove up to this one and um, some things happened during the game, which just made me smile. And I might come on to that in a bit, but, you know, it's, that's why it's memorable. It's one of those moments when dad takes his lad, you know, to a football match. It's not the most popular one. I mean, it's not very far away, but 5.20 on Sky, um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that, it's, there's a lot of good things about that day. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we'll go through the starting lineup as we've done on the previous one. So this is where I, I put Matt and yourself to the oh, test. Dear, so, dear. So Matt, it's 2007 um, season, and we're going to go through the starting lineup. So uh, I'll okay. let I'll let Stu go first as the guest. Yep. So just one name, Stu, and then we'll tick that one off, and then Matt gets a chance. Oh, this is tricky because actually the scorer came on as a sub. Um, so. All right, so let's go for a bit of safety to start with. The back four, Lewis must have been playing. Okay, so Lewis Carey is correct. Matt? I'm going to go for Basso. Basso, yeah. I suspect Bradley Orr might have been playing it right back. Yep, Bradley Orr is correct. Matt? Mickey Bell? No. Oh! 
So one life lost for Matt, right? You're Stu. Again, I'm a bit troubled by the subs. Um, I'm not sure if Skuse started or came on. Skuse came on, so that's no, a substitute. But you, I'll give you, I'll give you that. I know he's involved in one of the goals or set up anyway. Yeah. Matt, anything else from you? Um, well, I know the goal scorer who was the other sub, so I'll go for that. <laughs> or was another sub, so I'll go Darren Byfield. Yeah. Okay. Byfield. Yeah. And again, I'm just going because I remember the goals. Um, Enoch Schwumney. Oh, great yeah. shout. Schwumney, yeah. Who would have played alongside Lewis and he would have been in... Marvin Elliott? Oh. Correct. Marvin Elliott. Yeah. Was it, well, Gary Johnson's a manager. Was Lee playing? Lee Johnson? Yeah, Lee oh, Johnson. Good shout, yeah. yeah. Oh, in, in which case, then Jamie Mack? Uh, no. Jamie McAllister? No, shut the front door! No. <laughs> the, the front door is already shut. It's, yeah, that's two lives. Okay. Uh, right, like one one more go, and then I'll put you all out of your misery. Oh, can you do that now? <laughs> okay. Well, who would have been left? Who would have been left back oh, then? I know, I know, because it was. I remember um, again. I think he came on as a sub, but I think Lee Trundle must have got a game. Truns was a substitute. Yep. Was he? Um, in which in which case, Scotty must have played. Surely. No, nope, no, Scott. Right. Bloody hell. I'll uh, language Timothy. Right. Sorry, yeah. Here we go. Adriano Basso, Lewis Carey, Liam Fontaine. Of course. Jamie McComb, Bradley oh, Orr. Boom. boom, boom, yeah. Marvin Elliott, Lee Johnson, Michael McIndoe. Yeah. Uh, David Noble, Enoch Shawumney, and Ivan Sprawl. Sprawl, yeah. Yeah, should have got certainly names Ivan Sprawl, yeah. Substitutes, Cole Skuse, Darren Byfield, Lee Trundle, manager Gary Johnson. Um, any stab at the attendance for you first, um, Matt? I'll go, what, Watford City games always are pretty decent, and although it was on Sky, but I'll go 16-6. Bloody hell, Stu? Um, probably a bit less than that. I'll go 15 then, 15 okay. and a half. Yeah, 15 and a half. Matt, 16,689. <laughs> <laughs> so I redeemed myself with these three strikes, I think, with that. <laughs> fair play to you. Fair play. Um, the notes like I've got... Like said, it's, it's a reasonably, sort of relatively quick trip. And yeah. um, it's, it's, a, it's a game I always go to, the Watford game, if I'm here. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the notes I've got on the game, to the, to, the t to the Sky TV audience, it looked like City were going to rue their spurn chances when John Joe O'Toole headed in Watford's late equaliser. Fortunately, against opponents whose recent record is almost as bad as theirs, Byfield fired in the winner in the fourth minute of added time. So as you say, the goal scorers were Shawumni um, and then Byfield in added time. But um, back to you, Stu, you said you had some sort of funny memories throughout the game. Do you want to share them? Well, it was just the highs and lows of being a City fan, really, and trying to get your son sort of indoctrinated into how that can go. Because it was, I don't know, it was a great game. Um, and all the games quite came, all the goals came quite late. So mm. I, think, I remember that I think we, we scored. So Shawumni scored. The 75th. Yeah, I think he nodded one in. And then, and then they scored almost straight after. So we went from the heights of euphoria to the depths of despair in the space of about two or three minutes, I think. Am I, am I right in thinking, Stu, that John Joe Tall, was he the lad that played for the Ravers? Ooh. Afterwards. He might well have been, yeah. Yeah. So he, he would have been, he would have been young if it was playing for Watford then, but and and, and thinking about it, I don't know if it can be because he's still playing now. But they def they definitely had a John Joe Tall that played for them. 
Uh, yeah, he was on loan at Rovers in 2013 and then signed was it, for yeah. them. Yeah, over 60 appearances for Rovers and uh, 16 goals. How many for Watford? Uh, 57 appearances, 10 goals. Okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They had some good players. Watford. Yeah. They were yeah. going well. They were, I was not a promotion season, but they were, they were, they had um, Henderson and King and cool. you know, so they had some, some good he always he always did some damage against us, didn't he, Henderson? Oh. Always a player that you always felt we were likely to sign yeah. and, and got talked about loads of times and just never, ever happened, did it? But, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and so, we, so I remember um, they equalised and we thought that was it. And there is a temptation at that point, and I try not to do this ever, not to leave early. And here's a lesson why not mm-hmm. to leave early. Um, because I do remember, and I saw Johnson's quote, Gary Johnson's quote afterwards saying he sent Byfield on with this instruction. If you get a chance, just take it and get us the winner. And I think he got it in the 94th minute. And, the, and it was absolute mayhem. There weren't that many of us there. Mm. I don't know, six, 700, I expect. Um, and my son, I lost sight of him for <laughs> a few minutes. <laughs> and I found him about three rows down. I mean, you know, limbs yeah. limbs, aren't they? But he, he got into the spirit of it quite quickly. And he, he he comes back up and he's done his shins and everything, but he's glowing, yeah. he's absolutely beaming because of that. There is nothing better than a last minute winner. No. And uh, yeah, we had to explain to his mother a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> what his shins or the fact that you'd lost him for a few minutes? <laughs> I didn't admit to that bit. <laughs> but these days he just falls over because we drink too much. But that was pure. Pure ten-year-old joy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that season, and particularly at that time, we were hovering in and around the the playoffs, and we we actually continued to carry on winning, and and we're we're top or second for for lion's share of what looks like January and February on my chart here. Um, actually went went top on first of March two thousand and eight, just before Steve corrects us, um, and didn't come out of the top two until Wolves at home on the twelfth of April two thousand and eight, and obviously went on to get into the playoffs in two memorable Crystal Palace games, and obviously the whole City game, which none of us none of us want to recall, really, Matt. Do you know what, Patch? I I kind of only really remember. Truly, the Palace games and the whole game from from that season, because you say in there we were top, and as late as we were in the top two, you kind of forget that. Um, you know what what an opportunity that was. We we considered the playoffs to be the the opportunity to get to the Premier League, but actually it was probably not seal a deal before that, having spent so long as we did there. Mm. Um, so yeah, but. I mean, great, great season, and and as you say, the the whole game. I've actually watched back quite a few times because Sky tend to rerun it, don't they, on some of their kind of gold shows and what have you. Yeah. And actually, how we didn't win that whole game, I'll never know. I mean, the moment of brilliance from Windass, but we had so much of the ball and so many opportunities there. Again, you know, you kind of realise just how close we were. But yeah, what a great season. Mr. Chu, we could be comparing these this squad to the promotion season of seventy five seventy six. Um, I spent I spent a good couple of hours with Paul Cheesley and Tom Ritchie last week doing a Robins reunited, which will be out um, in a few weeks' time. But uh, the, the the squad we had, the, there was a lot of quality there. It was just that final that final hurdle, obviously coming up straight from League One into the Championship. That final hurdle was a bridge too far. Yeah. 
and it was such a shame because you know, for Gary Johnson, for everyone involved, really, you know, that, that day at Wembley, I mean, I remember it vividly, and the same with the, the other playoff final, where, again, was was unfortunate to witness down in Cardiff. You know, we just didn't, we just didn't capitalise on the day. We didn't have that cutting edge, did we? No. And, um, you know, down in Cardiff, it was because we didn't play a striker, <laughs> weirdly. Um, but, yeah, up, up at Wembley, uh, that Windass goal, it was good, I'll give you that math, but it's still yeah. good, doesn't it? Oh, God, yeah, it was, doesn't it? Absolutely kills. Okay, yeah, let's have a yeah. look at some of the stats from that season then. Uh, sorry, any any final recollections on that game from either of you? No, not really. I just, just remember that we probably, I think we, we'd had a couple of chances early on, but we were probably on the back foot for most of it, which is not unusual. And then we, <laughs> but, but oddly, we came good at the end, yeah. you know. We've got, we got a fairly decent record at Watford, haven't we? It's, yeah. a, it's a ground we do... We either get a hammer in or we do reasonably well at. We've had a good good couple of wins there. Um, I must say, I'm surprised yeah. that it's a last-minute goal not coming from Jamie McComb. It's funny, I've, I've referenced that Bradley or under the Kosh podcast patch and he talks about Jamie, or they talk about Jamie McComb on there saying how um, he he says how Bradley or described him as his best defensive partner. And Bradley or was like, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a great lad, and it was great to chat to Jamie and Alex Russell on Robins Reunited, available in the archives. Right, yeah. looking at the appearances, then uh, top appearance holder for that season, he guesses. Basso, Lewis, Basso on forty-eight, Lewis on thirty-seven. There's someone higher. Is there? Yeah. Um, Colescuse. Nope. Colescuse mm. was on only twenty-one. Bradley. No, I'll put you out of your misery. Marvin Elliott. Oh. Marvin Elliott. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was Marvin Elliott on 50. 50 appearances. Um, okay, on to goals. This is really this is really spread out. For, for a team that finished in the playoffs, there's no player on more than 10 goals. Right. Um, Top well, goal scorer that season, Darren Byfield on eight goals. Um, oh, then he played, he played one season, didn't he? Yeah, McIndoe on seven, Adebola on six, uh, Marvin Elliott on six, which and Lee Trundle on six. Quite a surprise, Matt. That, um, um yeah, well, you're like you said, real surprise there with those goals. Yeah. And Byfield was a little bit in and out as well, wasn't it? Wasn't like he was a, an absolute starter each week, so yeah, no, exactly. Um, and the Trundle one's interesting because I, I think again. I was listening to to Jeff Twentyman's show with Gary Johnson, and he he said Lee Trundle was the best signing that he'd made, or the best player he'd had play for him, or some something along those lines. And I never ever felt that with Lee John uh, with um, Lee Trundle under Gary Johnson. You always felt as though he probably didn't do what he wanted to do, and we just never saw the real best out of him, did we? we saw moments, absolute class moments, but yeah, always feel we should have got more out of Lee Trundle. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll park the football there. We'll move on to music now. So the top ten, we're, we're moving up now into uh, into the the two thousands, and so far we've been eighties and early nineties. So this will mm. be this will be interesting. Okay, so uh, number ten is "About You Now" by the Sugar Babes. What do you think oh, of the right. Sugar Babes, Matt? Well, they had various iterations, didn't they? They've had. Um... This must think, be the early iteration, I imagine. Yeah, three, three or four left or come back in. But I, I didn't mind the Sugar Babes. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, Shu, yeah. fan of the Sugar Babes. Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, it was sort of the 
probably the era of the sort of girl band and boy bands, I guess, somewhere around there, late 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is because um, in number nine we've got Girls Allowed with Call the Shots, oh. so uh, so yeah, a, a good time for for female bands. Um, yeah, much more Girls Allowed fan than Sugar Babes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very massive Cheryl Cole Tweedy Fernandez fan. Just yeah. Cheryl as well, I think or, she was. Or just Cheryl. I'm not sure she's ever just Cheryl, but yeah. <laughs> not just Cheryl to you. Um and uh, the the females keep on coming in eighth eighth position, Two Hearts by Kylie Minogue. Yeah. 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 And Kylie's soon to return, I think, to um what's the name of the street? Ramsey Street for the oh, final yeah. episode of Neighbours. Oh, is she a... returning to it? Is she? Well, they, yeah, they filmed it, haven't they? They've recorded week, it. Or... They've recorded the yeah. final episode, and uh, I don't know whether her and Jason Donovan are going to appear in person or uh, right. on a you know a video or something. Who knows how they're going to do it? But they weren't in the final picture of the cast. Well, Guy Pearce was, wasn't he? Was he in the picture as well? I don't know about the picture, but he I definitely know. returned. For yeah, the, I've seen um, somebody saying that he was. Yeah. Still, they've all, all done well, haven't they? All three. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there's a number of people like Holly Valance, I think, was in it as well. Yeah, she was. Um, yeah, um, there are more names. Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe was in, in Neighbours early yeah. doors. Right. Um, what was um, what was the guy's name who played Henry Kylie's brother? Craig, Craig McLaughlin. something. Yeah, he obviously had a, a decent career, and then he's had a few troubles since. But has he? Oh no, he he hmm. was in the charts with Hey Mona. I think was his track. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we are. Right. Another female, Alicia Keys now at number seven. No one. I do know that track. Um, so, yeah. She's actually touring the UK at the moment. Well, she was at the well, I don't know about the UK. She? she was at, She was in, um, certainly the other night, a, a guy who I've just been um, in a workshop with the last couple of days has been to see her and said she was absolutely brilliant. She was uh, at the party at the Palace. She was, yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, you've been gigging a lot recently, Matt, haven't you? Um, I any, did. Any I bands did, in particular? I, I didn't go, but um, yeah, one band in particular, uh, Roachford, yeah, um, who I would highly recommend. And last gig is on Thursday night in Southampton, and I'm toying as to whether I'm going to go again. Wow, that is which would be the 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 fifth one in the last three weeks. You must know the set list. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got. I've actually. I I actually took a copy, or not took a copy. I took one of the set list. You took their actual set list from the drummer. Actual set list from the Birmingham gig. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. Okay, um, right. Number six is Breathless by Shane Ward. Um, one of off X Factor fame. Was well, X Factor? Factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Yeah. Yep, Shane Ward. Uh, in fifth place, uh, Valerie, Amy Winehouse. So, so far, I think that's probably the biggest hit we've had in this top ten so far. Um, Amy Winehouse featuring Mark Ronson. Are you a fan of that, yeah. Stu? Yeah, every time. It's one that everyone knows, don't they? Yeah. And just remember her so fondly, you know. Yeah. Did she have the original, or did the um, Zootons have the original? I think she had the original, did she? Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, both, both were obviously hits, weren't they? But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. Um, right into number four, it's Timberland featuring One Republic. Apologize. And it's one that yeah. if you heard it, you would know. Yeah. Um, and then into the top three. So rule the world. Take that. Bit of a fan of take that, Matt, aren't you? I am. A, um, yes, I am. 
I think they've possibly had their day a little bit at the moment. I well, this think, was um, this was early doors in their comeback. I think this it? was the uh, was this the comeback single possibly. or was Patience? Mm. Might have been Patience. I don't know, but possibly. definitely was when it filmed across like a lava landscape or something. Rule the world. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds but familiar. yeah, did um yeah I I am a Take That fan. Yeah. I went actually. So a funny story about take that for you. Um, my wife bought me tickets to work watch take that in uh, probably around that time, and I thought we'd be going to Cardiff or somewhere local. Uh, Sunderland. We ended up at. I remember you saying Stadium yeah. of Light. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did that. How did that come about, though, Patch? That it was Sunderland. Was that because Vix just didn't know where Sunderland I didn't, was? Didn't think she appreciated quite how far away it was. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking to venture back to the Stadium of Light this coming season, not to watch yes. take that, to watch um, to watch Bristol City. That would be an interesting away trip, Stu. I'm sure. Yeah, I did it the last time we were up there. Um, and who was it? Milan. What's his face? It was yeah, yeah, Jurich. Jurich. Yeah. Oh, that one and came on as a substitute, didn't he? And cha- he changed the game for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, yeah. It's, when you go to Sunderland and Newcastle, you get the same experience, really. You can only just make out what well, I can the backs of the players' shirts because you're so far away. We were right <laughs> at the back of that top stand. Um, but obviously, it's a joy to see the goal go in. But there's something in there as well. When you, if I remember rightly, when you walk up the steps to get to the away terrace, and they've got sort of um, quotes on there and different things. And I'm sure one of them was about um, Chris Waddle's penalty or something. But yeah, good, good ground to go to. What's this banter about Milan Juric returning to the Premier League? Yeah, no, it was a Bristol World run a, an article that I think Brentford and possibly not Nottingham Forest were interested in him. Um, so that, that'll be interesting, interesting to, to follow, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, into number two, we've got Heartbroken T2 featuring Jody Aisha. Can't no, say I know me. that one at you all. You got me there. Yeah, you got me yeah. there. Yeah, Stu looks confused yeah. as well. Yeah. And then um, another X Factor fame, Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love was number one. Oh. Thoughts on Leona yeah, Lewis? Did. Great voice. Great voice, yeah. Um, Dwindled away now a little bit. I don't know if that's her choice or... She still performs, doesn't she? I'm sort of sure I saw her on some of the other week. Yeah, yeah, she still performs, but... Mm. Yeah, no, great voice. All right. Excellent. So that's our top 10 for for that weekend in 2007. Um, So, Stu, just before we we wrap up this this podcast, just uh, coming up next season, obviously your aspirations i think me and matt were both thinking for last season around 14th 15th so i think we finished just just below that uh, mm-hmm. so your thoughts on last season and then your aspirations for this season so i mean i think i spoke to you guys before that the one part of last season i enjoyed was just seeing the the youngsters come through and i think that's what most of us held on to really um and we probably attended some matches more out of sort of sheer duty and <laughs> and you couldn't help ourselves. But um but there were some glimmers in there, wasn't there? And I think we could all see that there was going to be some decks clearing, hopefully. I mean it's not that easy, is it? But I mean with, and with Casey going, I think it gives Pearson a bit more freedom, doesn't it? And we've made some fantastic signings, at least on paper. I think it's going to take a while for them to adjust, some of them, as we saw with Atkinson and one or two others in Tanner. It's a bit of a step up, isn't it? Um 
but we've signed some real athletes and I think, um, you know, probably going to get off to a slow start um, as we sort of bed in a little bit. Um, I just saw today, I don't know if it's correct, but Semenya might miss his pre-season. So we may not even start with a fully fit squad. But, you know, forever the optimist, I can't look at it any other way. It's the only thing that gets me on the train. <laughs> I've been travelling today, so I've missed that. What's that about Semenya? So, he's, you know, he picked yeah. up the injury when he was away with Ghana. Um, yeah, yeah. That they're basically saying he may miss a large part of pre-season, if not all of it. Um, right. But that's just a, uh, you know, it's unconfirmed by right, the club. Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll wait and see if we hear about more on that. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And Stu, just obviously talking about the signings we've made so far. It's um, it's great to see business being done early, isn't it? Every time. I mean, how long have we sometimes sat and waited and waited and waited? But they obviously know knew who they wanted, um, and they've gone and got them, which is great. And I think the the Luton. Um, uh, it's a nice one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what a swoop that was. I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? It just makes you smile. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Good, good to see some business. I think, I'm not sure what else we need. I mean, we probably need, I think they seem to be fairly happy with, with, with up front, although you'd imagine that Chris Martin might need a bit of cover yeah. at some point. Well, we're hoping that's Tommy Conway, aren't we, Patch? But Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's strength and maybe maybe in midfield, maybe in the yeah, centre in midfield. I think a command, especially if, if Masenga goes, um, yeah. you know, with the, the best one in the world, you can't rely on Joe Williams from a fitness point of view. Um, so, you know, you, you'd certainly be looking at that. But I'd like someone in the, in the mould of the Reading lad that they're looking at, um, you know, big physical kind of powerful midfielder. And I think that's what we've, been missing for a number of years to be honest with you mm-hmm. um so that will be interesting and, and yeah obviously will depend on what what goes out doesn't it if Callas goes you know if Cundy doesn't sign then you're probably looking at a centre half mm. there was talk today although I think the Bristol world have, have now come out and said that they don't believe there's anything in it but the Daily Mail reported that we were after some um striker from the Dutch league I think it's not a striker sorry left, left back, back from the Dutch league yeah but they've since said they, they understand that that's not the case. Okay. So um, I, still, I think there's still, it wouldn't surprise me if there's another three or four deals to be done. Um, and if, if they're all of the ilk that we've got, you know, seemingly fit, fit players, quality players, you know, we've signed the two players of the year from two clubs, um, mm. you know, which, which has got to bode well, hasn't it? It's a great so, model, yeah. to, it's a great model yeah. to follow, isn't it? Well, something that as fans, we, we've been saying, we, we didn't want to see a sign in, you know, journeymen or players that have been around in the, the top flight and perhaps just looking hungry, a bit hungry a, for yeah, a challenge, aren't exactly they? that. And that, and you know, that Wilson certainly seems that as does Sykes, as does does Naismith. So yeah, it it on paper I think it, it certainly looks very promising, doesn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Stu, we started by talking about the the supporters club and trust. If people want to find out more and actually join the supporters club, um, how best to to get in touch? Yeah, online, um, citysupporters.org. Um, we've got, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're in the bar at match days. We've got an increasing presence at the women's games as well now, mm. through Shahan and DM and others. So we, we're generally very easy to find. And you can sign up online. It's very straightforward. Um, different levels of membership. And if you go for the slightly higher one, 
there's other things that like, you can get into the bar at match days, which is, you know, a bit of a benefit. It's one of the few places you can sit down and have a yeah. pint. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a good crowd actually. The, 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 all, all, all walks of City fan join all ages. Um, so yeah, very, very welcome. Excellent. Matt, thank you for joining no, thank us. Thank you. Um, and Stu, and uh, we'll be back soon. I think we're going to try and touch base with James Percy in the next few days just to walk through some of the sign-ins and uh, the latest um, and some insights. So hopefully that one uh, that one comes to you sort of towards the end of the week. But for now, thanks for Brilliant. listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, all. Thanks, thanks Stu. Nice to see you. Thank you. Of home, warm smiles, the crash and burn. And-